every one of us have got the same calling anyhow. And so, you know, we have specific things to do, and it really is about your talents and your skills. Um, but the greatest thing about it is that, that God uses the people together. And there's a massive difference to most people. And, you know, when you listen to all those scriptures, and, you know, you can understand why churches don't want to preach like this. Because it's, it sounds harsh. It sounds to some people, you know, it sounds nigh on impossible. And, you know, and we've had people, haven't we, Linda, that's left us, you know, in our early time. They said, we can't live like this, you know. And I said, well, why not? He said, because we just can't. It's, it's impossible. And I said, well, it's, it's not impossible if you have faith. Even a small amount of faith. Don't forget to be saved. You have to have faith. And that faith is only a tiny bit of faith. The Bible calls it saving faith. So it's important that we, we know that, that whoever we think we are, we've got to stop thinking like that. Whoever we think we are, we've got to stop thinking like that. Ah, oh, the technicians, you see. It happens every week, this does. You, got, you know, you, my dad used to say to me, do I have to do everything myself? Hallelujah. Thank you, Ben. Did it say battery then? Thank you. Anyway, there is one thing, Kevin, just one little addition. Paul actually said to Timothy, through afflictions and persecutions and, and trials and tribulations and, and all the things and all the, and, and the imprisonment and everything else like that, you know, you have kept the doctrine. And so whatever I, wherever it goes on, keep it. And he said, imitate me. So you've got to look at people. And this is what, when I used to see people when I first got saved, I used to listen to them. And my first prayer was, God, I want to pray like that. God, I want to preach like that. God, I want to be able to talk like that. God, I want as much patience as that. God, I want prayer like that. Why? Because I knew that what they had got, I wanted. And so there's not a problem with that, because even though you know, some of the things that God tells us, you know, covet the better things, what's the greatest thing God wants for us? Now look, Lynn, we've got to have some wisdom sometimes. You can't keep answering because you know the, know the questions. I know, but I know, but it's so difficult because we're going to have a teaching. I'm going to, have to go take my wife home and teach her. Go like this. Please, sir. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Tonight we're going to. So, but great, Kev. I could see that you haven't typed it out yet. Could you type it out? By um, Kevin, all that stuff's good. Because when you add the stuff, so you've seen something and then you've added to it and then you've added your own thoughts, that's good, Kev. It's making, because you're thinking. And that's brilliant. So type it because it's so important. Because you, when you type it, and, and people will tell you, you learn again. And you've got a record. And it's much easier to get on your computer and look for the record rather than go through 553 pages of notes. Does everybody agree with that? Oh, yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you. This is what God's, we've got technology for us to be able to do this. So please try, please try. Okay, tonight we're going to start lesson nine. And this is about living in the kingdom. So you think about this, that most of us went to church and, and, and started going and just went and, you know, and, we, and every week we'd go and we'd do all different things and, and they, they, they'd give, sometimes they'd give a sermon or a talk, call it whatever you like, and you kept going and year after year you went. But did they ever tell you what God expects for your life to be? And so... Living in the kingdom is completely different. And so I, I've looked at some things like this. I'm thinking, what if somebody would have said, this is what's going to happen. Not just now. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do first. So we do our truth revealed, and we're trying to teach them about God and all the things like that. And so these are the fundamentals. If we haven't got the fundamentals, we can't move forward, can we? 
And we all know that. And so after that, that's when we teach. And, and this is why we've called this a discipleship course. Because we're going to try and cover as many things as we possibly can. And this is for you... I'll say it and say it again. This is for you to learn so you can be more assured when you're talking to others. You know, and so this is why we're doing it. That's it, because he said, make disciples. He didn't say, ask them if they wanted to be a disciple. Now, once you've got saved, you've committed your life to God. So therefore, it is... God's job and teachers and everyone else to make you a disciple. So making says that it's work. And it's not just like, you know, you know, you, you know what I'm on about. The, the, most people say, and then and, and the truth shall set you free. No, it doesn't. It makes you free. Because God knew he had to work on each one of us because of our past, our history, our intelligence, our feelings, and all the rest of it, knew that we'd have to make us disciples and not just go, oh, you're a disciple now. Right, you're saved. That's it. Don't have to do anything else. So this is so important. So it is a new way of life. And it's a new covenant, a new agreement with God of how we go to him, he comes to us, and he works with us. So God designed this way of life. Can you understand that? Because he, he, didn't, he didn't just go, right, let there be an earth and let there be sky and everything else, without a plan. I mean, and every time I think about it, he must have the most incredible intelligence to be able to do all this. And so, and he said, I'm made you in my, my image. And, and, and even the scientists say that we, most of us, don't use, is it more than 2%? Is it 2? We don't use more than 2% of our brain on average. What does that tell you? So anyone who's really clever might use 4 or 5%. No more. So what, what is all this? What have we got? inside us that God wants to use and it's not, don't forget, it's not it's not about it's not about who you think you are it's who God can there's the word make you and so that's exciting so the more we look at who we are and what we think we are the less you're going to look at what God's trying to make you and so trying to explain to you that this, this, this life, he set you free. He's made you free. The truth shall make you free. And it's free from being in darkness, free from being out of Satan's control. And no, 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 no matter what, how we like it, no matter how you want to explain it, the Bible is very clear we were born into sin. And the only way we break from that darkness is to be saved. It's the only way. And without the Spirit of God, we actually have no power. Yeah, you can train yourself to speak nicely. And, and people train themselves not to speak just in case they say the wrong things. And it's, and it, you know, and it's incredible. And so people can do that. But our flesh cannot do what God has agreed to do with us. Okay? It can't. Because flesh does not Please, God. Okay? So that's why he wants it. So, but it's, it's, it's the teachers and the apostles and all those jobs to, to give the knowledge to people to tell them what this life in the kingdom is about. You know, most Christians, it's about, well, I believe in God and God's going to bless me and God's going to take me to heaven. Hallelujah, thank you very much. And that's it. Well, I thank God it's not. Because that means we'd get nothing. We'd get, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't change and we know. And the most beautiful thing is that they had to learn the laws. Somebody told me, when, when somebody who looks at all these things said, there's 900 laws they had to learn. Can you imagine that? You know, we can't even remember the Ten Commandments. There are alone 900 laws. And so no wonder they was always going up making sacrifices. They must have broke a bunch of them every single day. And the, and the problem was the Pharisees would absolutely punish the Jews for breaking anything. 
And so it, it, it became a bondage to them. And no wonder the people said, oh, I can't, I've had enough of this. I'm going to go over to the, the heathens and worship Dagon and all the other gods that they, that they had. His new kingdom, he wants to write them on our heart because he wants us to love the word. That's what he says, you know, and even there's a scripture that's the opposite of that. And he said, and he said, and they and they they were lost because they had not the love of the word. So it, 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 loving this word is because it's good for you. And that it, it really makes you feel good and stronger. And, and, and when you do the word, it does make you feel good. That's what God wants it, it to do for us. And so it gives us everything we need. And you know that. It gives us a spiritual armour to protect ourselves. To, you know, to, so that helmet of salvation, you've got to remember over and over again. No matter what comes, I am saved. Okay? That's number one. Because if we don't do that, we'll go, oh, I've done this wrong and that. Just repent and you're back on the right track. But I am saved. That's in my head all the time. Now, but I want to feel like I've got to say, but I'm saved. God's called me, and I am saved. I know it because the scripture tells me that, that, that I'm saved. So it gives us that, that armour to tell us how to protect ourselves, okay? It's the word, it's, a, you know, it, it's our faith, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's our peace of, of knowing the word and knowing that we're walking in there and knowing that wherever we go, we take the gospel with us. And so it's really important, of course, the, the shield, you know, that, that, you know, that's our faith, you know. So the, and it tells us and it stops the darts of the enemy, that's it. It quenches the darts of the enemy. And what darts come out? If you've got the faith, don't stand for it. You don't have to. Just tell him, go away. Also, he gives us this spiritual fruit, doesn't he? You know, fruit of the Spirit are all these incredible characteristics of God. And, you know, and, and, and that's what he offers to us. You know, and I've told this story, and you'll, and you'll know time and time again, you know, that asked my wife if I was very patient, and she would not even consider thinking about it. She would just say, no. Um, you know, and so she used to pray for patience for me. I'd never had so many troubles in all my life. She seemed to just pile in. And in the end, I was reading and I went, hold on a moment, God produces these fruits of the Spirit by giving us the trials and tests to see if we've got it. So he gives me the trials and tests to see if I'm going to trust him. So I had to ask her, I said, look, I'm really going to try hard to be patient. So would you stop praying for, 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 for patience? He doesn't seem to be working that, that well. But it's, it's just, the, just what God wants to do. So that spiritual fruit helps us to develop to mature Christians. This is what it is. It's developing us to, 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 to manifest God's word and God's power to this world. And of course, it gives us spiritual gifts yet. And, and we, we've not really operated in those spiritual gifts. But guess what? Who's he going to give them to, Leslie? Everyone. So why don't... And he says, covet the better gifts. And that's what he calls the better gifts. Covet them. You know... Ask for them. Ask for God to give you prophecy. Ask for God to give you discernment. Ask for God to give you words of knowledge. And you know, so, so these are the things. This is the kingdom. This is living in the kingdom. And you know, when we've got to get, look at all these wonderful things He's got for us and, and ask for them. Don't be embarrassed. The worst thing you can do is not to ask. Because what does that show him? No trust. Or? Trust, faith, either. Either or. Great. Well done. And, it's, and it makes us feel terrible then. You know, I can't trust God. I can only trust... No, your self-care first. I can just trust me. What? Thank God that he's teaching us. And of course, in the Old Testament, there were priests that they all went to. What have we got today? Who are our, who are our priests today? You are. No, not just me. One another. Jesus. Okay. 
Our priests is what Jesus, what, what, what in, 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 um, in Ephesians 4. Our priests are the apostles, the prophets, the um, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Those are our priests, because those are the, one that, the ones that are leading the way to help us become mature Christ, uh, Christians. And of course, we don't have to make sacrifices anymore. Not the blood sacrifices. But our sacrifices are really important. Our sacrifices are our time, our praise, our worship, our finances. Those are our sacrifices. But are they sacrifices? Yes, but that's what it says. Offer a sacrifice of praise. And you know, and, and you know what I'm talking about. My mum, my mum's not, my mum's getting terrible. Well, praise God. It doesn't sound right. But what it says is give thanks in all things. And all it is, is yet again, is having the faith to say that. Then, then make your prayers. Because that's what it is, and it's, and it's really difficult, but it's saying this is living in the kingdom. Worship the Lord when you don't feel like worshipping. You know, because what happens, we change. Go to Bible study when you don't fancy going. Why? Because God will minister to you. That's his promise. And when we push through, he just comes. It's so, so simple. So, I believe that, you know, that for each one of us to, to um, get our individual potential, we've got to remember who we are. Called children of God. We can't ever leave that behind. If, if we stop thinking like that, we'll be become what we are thinking. And, you know, and, that's, really, and that's really difficult. But what, 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 why should we do that? We have to know what we, what we, who we are because if we don't, we can't understand who Jesus is and what he's done for us and what he wants for us and all the promises in the Bible that he wants for us. You know, we don't see it because at this moment in time, Things aren't working right. But that's the faith again. He's always saying, push forward. Always look forward. You can't do nothing about your past. The only thing you can do is about what you're doing now, and whatever you do today affects tomorrow. And you know, and that sort of, that sort of things, that's, that's the hope, the, that, that expected hope that God's got for each one of us, no matter what situation we're in. And so this is living in the kingdom. This is not just, you know, oh, you know, let's have some more scripture and everything else. This is, this is just the fundamentals of all those scriptures are saying, this is what we do by living in, in the kingdom. And of course, you know, how much, how much does God want to give us? It's limitless. Because even when he blesses you and he said, well, you know, abundantly and more than you can ever think or... Imagine, you know, and that's, that's the way we think. You know, we've got to think, I will do this and I will do that. Why? Because God said I can. And then we work at it, work at everything. Anything we don't know, let's work at it. Anything we don't do, let's work at it. It doesn't matter if you fail. Failure is your friend. Because when you fail, you see why you failed and you go back. Well, if you don't change, you haven't learned. It's simple. We haven't got to be really smart. <laughs> if, if we fail at something, and then we, you know, and share it when you fail. <laughs> share it when you fail. Because if you don't share it, it's inward. And why don't we like sharing? And what's embarrassment come from? Where, and what is pride? But what, where, does, where does he talk about pride? Three things he says. Lust of the... Lust of the... And the pride of life. Pride is the sneakiest one of all. We don't even realise sometimes. You know, when you don't share with me, it's your pride. Your pride. Because you don't want to share because you don't look good. Well, be bad. And tell me you're bad. And God will help. 
Tell, say when you fail, that's humility now. Because he said, humble thyself to God, and God shall lift you up. So this is living in the kingdom. It's totally against man. All man's philosophy. Oh, don't you, don't you say nothing. That's embarrassing. And God says, no, say it. Be embarrassed and I'll, I'll, I'll strengthen you. Why? Because we have to. That's your integrity. It's your integrity being honest with others, but most of all being honest. That's the most difficult. It's the most difficult. And don't forget, people love to help you to tell you what's wrong with you. Amen? They're always very quick to tell you what's wrong with you. Well, listen. Because they might be... Hmm, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? That would be terrible. That would be terrible. So it's, it's so important. And you know, how we treat our enemies... How we treat those people that have done things wrong, wrong about us. How we treat people that we despise and all that. It's real sign of our spiritual maturity. Mm. It's quite amazing, isn't it? And don't forget, everything we do, we've got to do for the love of God. Isn't that amazing? Everything we do, we've got to do for the love of God. Because that's when that love's going to flow through us and we can love people. And, you know, I mean, we all know there's people we don't want to be with. <laughs> I mean, one honest person, that's it. There's people that we don't want to be with. You know, and, and yet, if we bump into them, we've got to show them. Fascinating, isn't it? It's, but it's so exciting, though. The other part of that is it's so exciting because as soon as you can get rid of all these things, you become a much better person. Here we go. Here's the word. Make you free. So all this is the scripture that is. But, you know, I, I, I sometimes say to God, why didn't you put it in just a simple process, God? You know what I mean? So, you know, just, just make it, what way am I going to do all this study? And he said, because if you didn't have it, if you had it in a simple process, it'd be too easy, and then you wouldn't bother. We don't bother with easy things. It's fascinating. <laughs> we don't bother with them. We just leave it. Building a relationship with Christ, which, which, which Kevin has already said, you know, is essential. Through prayer and study. It is essential that we get our daily food. I mean, is this, is this the 26th year we've been reading the Bible now? 26 years we've read that Bible. Every single day. All the way through every year. And we still, and I love it. I'm not going to say it surprises me that we're amazed. We are amazed. But it's amazing that we, we, we look at something and go, dear me, listen to this, don't we? Nearly every, every morning we, we're saying to it, listen to this, listen to this. Yeah, but why have we matured, Kev? Yeah, but that, that's it. And... There we go. And, and, that, and, that's the, and that's the important part, is, is putting this into practice. And of course... Can I just read the scripture from there? Yeah. Uh, 1 Timothy, be diligent in these matters, give yourself wholly to them, so everyone may see your progress. And what does diligent mean? Effort. Effort. Dedication. Commitment. Correctly in order. Hard work. Effort. Incredible, isn't it? You see how many times it says diligence in the Bible. It's, 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 it's wonderful. And don't forget, no matter what we think, God has called you for a purpose. So every one of us, no matter what you think, and you know, and you, you, you have got ministry to do to everyone that's around you. So, and, you, and if you get, you get a ministry that God calls you to do specifically, fantastic. 
Brilliant. That's wonderful. You're blessed. But until we work at it, what does he do with us? He's testing us and giving us opportunity. It's fascinating, isn't it? And what we've got to do is take the opportunity. Okay, everyone has, everyone has got this, and so it's, it's so important. And of course, there's one thing God says very clearly. Be holy. And that's, there's the crunch. If we're not becoming more holy, what are we becoming? Because it's all about trying to get more like Jesus. Would Jesus watch pornography? Would he watch swearing and blasphemy? Would he read horrible books and did he waste his time? It's amazing, isn't it? Everywhere he went, what did he do? I know we, I know we can't do this, but it's a great example, isn't it? Because if Jesus, if God said, "I want you, to, I'm going to transform you to be like my son," well, at least we've got to make some some steps towards it. Amen. So it it is important. And, and okay, well, welcome to the kingdom. Welcome, everyone. To the kingdom, okay? And so, uh, and of course, I mean, can you imagine asking somebody to come to church and, and telling them this? They'd be, what? So you can understand that, that once we've had that teaching, we can talk like this to say, this is what it is. This is what we're doing. This is, we're trying to make it. And it's, it, is, it is definitely a new way. Okay, anybody, anybody have conflicts with the word of God? Personally, you don't. I have tons of them. I'll read something and I go, dear me. You know, how am I going to do this? You know, but I've got to just put that aside and say, okay, how can I do it? And that's a massive, a massive difference. You know, when I first, when, when, when my brother John, my younger brother John, first told me about tithing, and I said, well, what's that? And he said, right and simple, Mark, it's 10% of everything that you have, you give to God. I said, well, I can't afford that. You know, I said, Linda spends all the money we haven't got any. <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and, and so we said, stop spending, you know. You do it. <laughs> you know, so it's important, isn't it? So just simple things like that. You know, and we know that money now is the least in the kingdom, but it's a very simple thing. How can we do what God has asked us to do? You know, we have to find that, 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 that solution, otherwise we won't get there. Why? We won't get those fantastic privileges and all the things that he's promised us. And so it's, it's up to us, and, you know, it's, and, 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 it, and it shouldn't be a pressure, it should be a joy, it should be a pleasure to look at the things that we're not doing and say, right, come on then, God, how are we going to do this? You know, and sort of looking to, at these things with excitement, because if we don't look at it with excitement, we're never going to receive what God wants to receive so it's imp it really is important that we get rid of these, these battles that we think we've had and, and all the, you know, and get rid of this, this flesh. You know, it's, it, 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 it is difficult. And we all know. We all know what our flesh problems are. <laughs> we all know what they are. We all know what we want to do and not what God wants us to do. We know. You know, I mean, after preaching on Sunday and we went out and, and I shouted to David, what time's the match on? <laughs> and David said, why well, it's not until 1.30, Mark. You know, and I said, I said, I said what, 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 what channel on? He goes, oh, it's on Sky. <laughs> you know, but, you know, but it, that, that's it, isn't it? You know, that's what it is. But if that takes over you and stops you doing anything with Christ, you get rid of it. That becomes your God. Well, it not your God, Kev, but it does take you away from God. There's definitely, I would have never let Aston Villa become my God ever. You know, it was just, just you know, it, it's... Um, <clears throat> have mercy, Father, in Jesus' name. Okay, so it, it, this, is really, this, is, this is really important. And, and the other thing about this... We know this is not a fleshly kingdom. 
It's not about what the world does. This is a spiritual kingdom. This is about having that spirit of Christ where we go and knowing that it's there. Having that confidence to speak and and be exciting and passionate and loving and kind and gentle and all those things that he's doing for everyone. And so you, you can't make, you can't make a process of witnessing. Everybody's going, oh, we can do this, we can do that. It's us. It's what God's put inside us. It's how much love you got for the people that are speaking to. You can preach whatever you like to them. You know, people say to me, well, how do you do it, Mark? I said, I don't know. I don't know, do I, Linda? She says, well, how do you know what? I said, I don't know. I just, I just talk. And then something happens and we change. Well, ben, Ben's seen it. You know, you can do whatever, do whatever you like. And, you know, and all of a sudden, we're talking about God. You know, and, and I'll ask, I, I, how many questions do I ask these people, Ben? Tons of them. Tons of questions. Why? I want to see. What do they believe in? What, 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 where is it? Where, you know, where, how strong are they? How weak are they? Are they really saved? And all that. And it's not about being being smart it's about loving them it's about seeing where they are in their faith to see if there's an opening that we can help them somewhere, somehow and that's, that, that, that's so Im, Im, important because this is what Jesus said your kingdom come your will be done on earth this is about, he said, said he's praying your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven God's kingdom will grow and it will grow with the people that want it to grow. Okay? So that's really, that, that's really important. And we know it's a spiritual kingdom. We know when the people, we see it, and, and you know, and, and I'll say it again, it doesn't mean that your family's evil. It doesn't mean Ruth's evil. It just means she's not with God. She has not the Spirit of God. And you know if people have got the Spirit, what the way they are. So it's important that we... Because Jesus had compassion. He had compassion on all those that were sick. You know, and, when, and when he's seen, he even, he even said things like, I can see they haven't got a shepherd. And so I'm going to be the shepherd. I'm going to tell them there's, there's a way. And so this is about us not having to be tons of word. When I got saved, how much word did I know, Linda, when I came home? Not a lot. And yet, you know, and, and I'm not boasting or doing anything. But we started holding services. Linda thought I'd absolutely gone off my rocker. We had services where all I gave was my testimony. And guess what I did after I gave my testimony? All you have to do is repent. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And we had started having people receive the Holy Ghost. Incredible. Why? Well, I didn't know many more scriptures. I could only tell them what I'd learned. So that was a great, a great learning lesson for me. I can only tell people what I... It's so simple, isn't it? So don't try to think you're going to learn the Bible. There's only, there's only two people know all the Bible, I think. God... And the devil. Because he uses it against us. To punish us. Twists it. Just like he did from the beginning. So we don't get what God wants for us. Okay. The kingdom. As we know it's a spiritual kingdom. Now when he was, at, when he was asked by the, when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees. When the kingdom of God would come. He answered them and said. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, see here or say, there's the kingdom of God, there's the kingdom of God. For indeed, the kingdom of God is when we get saved. We're in the kingdom of God upon this earth. And all the privileges for his children are waiting for us. The treasure. The treasures of heaven, that's what he said we can have. What are they? It's so simple, isn't it? It's the fruits of, fruits of the Spirit plus eternal life plus knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Amazing. 
thought processes. It's just amazing. This is the kingdom of God, and this is what he wants for us, you know. And, and also, you know, I know, I know we're not going to like this bit as well. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Who? He's, he's qualified us. Straight away when you were saved, you became qualified. Not what we think, what God says. I am saved. He's brought me into the kingdom. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So we know anyone who is not in the kingdom of God, have not been saved, are where? In darkness. And that's why he talks about the darkness. You can't see anything in the darkness. You need the light. God God sent the light, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ went to heaven and he left the light with us. So if you don't switch the light on for someone, who's going to? And you don't have to be clever. Please, 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 you don't have to be clever. God will help. Oh, Jesus. That Jesus said some strange things, and you know, and I, and and I, I understand, like you know, that we, we we don't understand. Right here we go. I'll do Matthew sixteen twenty eight. Forget the first one. It's the wrong way around. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. What on earth did the apostles, the disciples, think that meant? Huh? That they would die. Yeah, but, but it, it, it didn't really make a lot, of, a, a lot of sense to them, Linda, because, you know, well, what a minute. The Son of Man in his kingdom. Well, hold on a moment. You're here. So I'm not going to taste death. It's okay. It's ever so simple. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't worry. You know, but he was talking about the second coming. That, that, that when he comes to the second time and everyone, everyone rises in the cloud, they're not dead. They're just asleep. And that's what the Bible says. But of course they didn't know that yet. So there would have been some confusion. Just like when we read something. And we go, oh dear me. What does this mean? Write it down. And find out those are the things because it might be those things that God is trying to trying to teach you. But but what did he do? I mean, Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, you know, took three people up the mountain, didn't he? Before before um, before the Garden of Gethsemane, and he took them up there for what reason? For he wanted to show them something, and he took the sons of thunder, James and John. And Peter. So you know those were his little inner circle. You know, and so that's, that's nice as well, isn't it? It means we can, get, we can have a few people close to us, not tons, because you can't handle tons. You know, you can only... How many, how many people got more than five friends that they could trust? Trust. Yeah, right, so that you don't trust them. Honestly, Dave, it's so simple. It is so simple. It's amazing, isn't it? How many many can you say, they truly are your friend and will be there at any time? They're the ones that are Christians and saved and they're God. It's amazing, isn't it? No wonder. He says, trust me. No wonder he gave us those promises. I'll be with you through every trial. It's fascinating. But the kingdom of God. So you can understand that in the flesh, our kingdom kingdom is where we live, our house, and what we've got, and our car, and our status in the world, and all all the rest of it, and you know, whatever we're clever at, if we're clever at anything, you know, that's our that's our that's our kingdom. And yet God didn't say that. He said, it's got nothing to do with that. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking and what you've got. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants to give us. That's what he wants to give us. Whose righteousness? We're never going to be righteous. Because it says that when we get to heaven, we're 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 going to look at him and we're going to go, 
how on earth did you let me come here? Our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags to God. So you can understand. So don't think we're going to be the holiest person that the world has ever seen. You know, you might be. But at the moment, we can honestly just turn around and say that we need God. We need his peace. We need his joy. We need to continue to keep in contact with God and get, and he'll put his righteousness on us. He robes us in righteousness. And we, and, we know the, and we know the prodigal son, when he went back, even though he took all his inheritance, wasted it on bad living. Let's, do, let's just say that. Bad living. Um, Eating with the pigs. He's a Jew. It's the worst thing he could have done. The Pharisees would have stoned him. Eating husks and he decided, well, hold on a minute. Even the servants at home get better treated than this. And he went. But he put, seen him. Didn't wash him or nothing. Put the best robe on and gave him a ring and invited him back in. Well, that's what God's righteousness is like. He gives us his righteousness. He covers all of our filth. Okay, so it's so important. And so he's, he's, teaching, he's, he's teaching us this. You know, what must it have been like for, 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 for those disciples to stand there while Jesus was, you know, being transfigured as well? Remember when he was transfigured? He stood, he, he took them, when they're being transfigured, and they seen Moses and, he, and Elijah. I mean, they must have been like, Wow! Wow! And yet, they still had problems themselves. With Christ coming, all the law and all what the prophets had said came in to play. And that's that massive change. And no wonder he said that if we would first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness look at what, how he wants us to live he said you know so if we could just do that then all the things will be added to us the thing some of the, even some of the fleshly things we want why because we're doing what he's asked us to do and of course that we're looking we're looking for the invisible things to be manifest do you understand that? We're looking at all these promises. We're looking for the invisible things to be manifest. His power in our life. That the word of knowledge, which is not tangible, that gift of knowledge is not tangible, but it comes. I always remember being, um, being with, a, with a bishop and having dinner uh, with his children there and his wife. And, you know, that the, the Lord gave me gave me this vision of what's going on so I had a word of knowledge but it was in a it was in a vision I could see it right there you know and I'm going oh my god what do I do with this what did you say? I'm going to tell you <laughs> yeah. uh, come back next week and I'll do this. yeah yeah. Come early and I'll tell you hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was just in one of these most incredible things. I'm sitting there with, a, with, with his wife and his three children and, 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 he, and, he, and he's got his phone and he kept picking his phone up and every time he picked his phone up I seen a nude woman. And it happened several times while we were having dinner and I'm going... <laughs> you know, what am I doing? What God, head, didn't pray. No, what am I going to do with this? So I thought, it's got to be true. How, why would I be doing that? It's got to be true. So um, they said, oh, you know, we, we've got to take the kids to bed. Do you, do you mind? The wife went and, you know, and I, said, I was sat there with him. And I, and I said, hey, I've um, been having some visions while I've been here. He said, oh, yeah, what's that? And he said, it's about you. I said, would you like to confess what you're doing? He went, what? I said, the Lord's shown me what you're doing. He said, would you like to confess so you can be honest to God? And he goes, well, what's he shown you? And I said, well, you know, you know you're in sin. You've got to get rid of this before your life is destroyed. And now he's, now he's getting worried. So I preached to him for a while of what sin does and 
lust of the eye, so I'd give him some clues, lust of the flesh. Um, he says, uh, what, what, what did God show you? And he said, uh, he said well, I'm believing he's showing me you're committing adultery. And it's not just with one woman. And he broke. And he did his head on the thing, just weeping and crying, um, and just left him. And so we had to then minister to, you know, what, you, you've got to pack this in, like, you know. That's, he said, because otherwise I've got to make it known. So, you know, he said, oh, you can't do that. You'll ruin my life. And I said, well, you've already ruined it with God. I said, you've got to get this right. Okay, you'll be glad to know, 10 years later, he's doing incredible, you know, and he's never, he said, he said every time I look at a woman, I have to look away now. So he's got his habit of when, when something comes into his, his sight, he'll just look away. He said, some people think he's rude. And, but I know, you know, so he's doing it. It's incredible. You know, you don't even think things like that. I've been with people and I've said things to them and they've gone, what? And I said, well, that's what I believe God is telling you. And, and it's only because we say it. And what happens if you're wrong? What happens if you're wrong? They kick you out. Kick you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Beat you up? Well, hallelujah. <laughs> but you understand, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. It's just what comes. And so this is the invisible working in the visible. All this is just something we don't really think about. David, David loves angels. He sees angels where there's not angels and there's, there's tons of them. But it's important that he keeps that in his mind. No matter what anyone else says. Why? Because he's keeping the spiritual around him. You know, doesn't the Bible say, be careful who you entertain? You might be entertaining a, an angel, you know, and look through the Bible, you know, that, that, you know, that angels appeared. Appeared to people, you know, go right from the beginning in the new, you know, when, when, when the angels appeared, one angel appeared in the sky. They spoke to the shepherds. Come on. Is that real? Yeah, but why don't we believe it then? Why don't we expect to see angels? Have you got an angel? Yeah. There's mine. <laughs> Have, you... <laughs> Have you got an angel? When was the last time you spoke to it then? Oh, 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 that was a, that was who you? <laughs> love, Dave. Love, love. Honestly, it's these things that you know. That this is that this is the new covenant for us. This is us trying, you know, trying our best to stop looking at what we see. If 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 God if God looks at, at a sinner, what does He see? The opportunity of getting them saved and transforming them. That's beautiful. It's his creation, isn't it? Well, that's right. People, people say to me, I'm one of God's creations. He's got to love me. And I said, why? Well, you don't want to know him. I said, why should he love you? I said, dear me, you try and make friends with somebody that doesn't want to be your friend. You know, you, you don't love him. But God says, you've got to. That's so completely different to our thinking. And these are the things that we've got to get our, our minds and our bodies and everything about us so used to when, when we're looking at circumstances to say, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the invisible God. And with faith. And then see the invisible work through you in the visible. Not the visible cap, because you'll see, you'll hear your speech. You'll know your thinking's changed. That's what God wants to do with us in this kingdom. It's not just about going to church and just learning a few scriptures. It's, it's trying to transform us 
into what? Into Jesus' image. And God, God worked with Jesus all the time, but Jesus just didn't go, right, well, I know God's with me, so I ain't going to bother. Um, so, but he, he continually prayed, kept in touch with God. And I know we're, none of us are Jesus. And I don't know how close we'll ever get to being anything like Jesus. I don't know. But all he's given us is the promise that he's going to help us change. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and he's got more patience than us. What's he say about his mercy? Forever, Lord. Forever, Lord, and not just for a day. Not just, because, not just because we do something wrong or we don't do anything in a day. It's, it's, you don't, well, it's okay. Just come to me. Get up and start again. It's so fascinating. It's every, the same, my mercy is new every morning as well. Isn't that Yep. Yeah. Yep, mercy is new every morning. It, 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 what's the song? Faithfulness. So, but he is. You wake up, you've got a new day. Thank God we've woken up. You know, that's it. <laughs> Honestly. You know, somebody said to me, said to me today in the gym, how are you? I said, oh, I've, I've, actually, once I've been in the gym for a while, I feel great because, you know, the, the stuff's gone, my, my brain's working, and I'm, I, you, you know, you can feel the energy in your body, like, you know, you know, and, 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 uh, and I said, what? I tell you what, I feel fantastic now. I said, you know, this is it. This is discipline in the flesh. And I know that the endorphins will, will move around me and I'll feel good. I said, that's the science. That's the science. Um, you know, and I said, but, you know, it's not that. That's just, just looking after my body. That is how I feel every morning. And I read my Bible and, and pray. And this woman's going... <laughs> It's incredible. It's incredible. And that's, you know, because, and all she asked me how I was, you know, and, and, and it just moved into, moved into, I'm reading my Bible and, and praying, you know, and I said, I need the energy as well. I've got to get the flesh, got to get my energy right. She said, well, what do you need that for? I said, because all the things I have to do in the day. I said, and then I'm going to teach tonight. She said, oh, what are you teaching? I said, Bible study. I said, you know, I said, do you know what? I said, most people, do you believe that? Yes, I said, I bet you don't go to church. Oh, well, no, no. I bet you don't even read your Bible. Oh, no, no, but I believe. I said, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I said, you'll never get to heaven this way. She went, why not? I said, because if you don't read your Bible, you know what God wants from you. And if you don't go to church, how are you going to get any teaching to tell you? I said, come on. He said, you know, the kingdom of God is, is God teaching his people. And she went, well, I, went, I used to go to church when I was at school. I said, how old are you? 59. I said, and you haven't been since? Well, a couple of times. I said, and you think you're going to heaven? I said, I promise you, that, let me tell you this. It's a lie from the devil. Honestly, get to church. Here's my card. And I'll do that with everyone now. I've got to, to not, I'm not, you've, you've got to, have I upset her? No, I'm just telling her the truth. Did I say it nasty? Did I, did I tell, tell it nicely? But you know what to say. That's the difference and that's the problem with everyone. We think about telling them about hell. I never do. I told her all the things that she's going to do. She still thinks she's going to go to heaven. So I said, you won't. I didn't tell her she's going to hell. I said, so you won't go to heaven. I said, I promise you, you won't go to heaven. He's in this. People, Laughing while they're saying it. I couldn't wait to go out of the church and I said, I said to the vicar, I said, that was absolutely disgusting. 
Every, every priest and every Church of England minister sign um, an agreement and they have to abide by it. Uh, no, no matter what it is. It's called canon law. Okay, it's called canon law. And they have to do that. Everything it says they have to do. So their services, you know, their services, it's, it's written for them. Um, you, you've got the daily readings and everything else. Somebody's written it, and they've got to follow it. That they've got to follow what um, it says. And if not, they can be dismissed for any part of that that they don't um, adhere to. Um, you know, and I felt so sorry for, for, the, for the vicar that I was with because he was having this teaching and I said you know what God's going to say to you he said I know but what am I going to do this is my livelihood I said I know I, I said I'm not going to try and you know argue with you and I said but one of the days you're going to get come to a stage that is your livelihood more important than your family going to heaven I said honestly it's um, it was a shame wasn't it it was a lovely it's a really lovely chap Pam? Right, right, I don't know. But it's, it's sad, you know. But it is sad because it is sad because these scriptures are here for everyone to read. You know, God has God has, has, has grown some amazing teachers in this world. You know, and, and there, there are loads of churches that, you know, that are desperate to get people saved and are, and are going out day by day, you know, to get people saved. There's, there's massive growth in, in, in some churches. Why? Because they've got to go out to do that. So this is the kingdom of God. This is what God, this is what God wants for us. So no matter what it is, and don't forget... When, when, when God filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be some superpower overnight. But by training and practicing, you begin to get your own confidence um, of what you can do. And that's why I said, you know, just have a go. Have a go. What Anything that God tells you to do, it doesn't matter if you fail. And if you don't want to fail and feel embarrassed, well, guess what you've got? Well, kill it. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to get rid of, of, of that pride. It's, it's a sneaky one. It creeps up on you and it just takes you. And you, you, we don't even know we've got it sometimes. You know, and it's, it, it, it's so important. So the tangible is the meat and the drink. The tangible is where you live. The tangible is the clothes you've got, the car you've got, your position in life and everything else. But he's not looking at that. It's, it's irrelevant to God what, you, what you've got. What he looks at is for us to believe in the invisible. Because even God said he made, he made the visible from, yeah, from the invisible. And so what's the most powerful it's not the visible, it's the invisible. If the invisible makes the visible, so that means it's already subjugated, it's less than the invisible. And that's the really just trying to, to, to look at this. And what does he want to do? He wants to, this born again, you know, it's not just going through the process. It, 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 is, it is God, God's spirit inside us creating that spiritual life in us that we can get closer to God and be in the kingdom doing the kingdom things. And that's, that's so important for us that, you know, it's not laws and rules and, and everything else. He, he, I mean, he doesn't, say, he doesn't say, right, if you don't do that tonight, you're finished. He doesn't do that. He goes, just have a go. Just have a go. And, it, and, you know, and, and we have. We've all got it. We've all got our education. 
We've all got our habits. We've all, all got things that we've done and we still do them. Because that's, it's been okay for me for 20 years, 30 years, 10 years. I carry on doing it. And you've got to look at it and go, well, is this right in the kingdom of God? No, most of it isn't because we, we have to abandon our opinions and thoughts of that this is right, this is wrong. And you look, got to see what God says. You know, God knows what's right and what's wrong. And we do. And of course, the more you get rid of the old man, you know, we didn't bury him, did we? We did for that day. You got it? We did for that day. And then three weeks later or a month later, you know, most of it's come back. But he's okay. He knew. And that's where you learn to keep asking for forgiveness. And so one of the days he said, I'm going to stop asking for forgiveness, but I'm just going to stop doing it. I'm going to put something in place that stops us doing it. By abandoning what we think in our worldly thinking, you'll begin to receive every new direction, new joys, new happiness, new goals, new vision that God has for you. How much has he got for you? It's limitless. And so you can understand when he said, you know, that crumbs under the table. Why are you going for the crumbs under the table when I've got a banquet for you? A banquet of the treasures of heaven for every single one of you.